Some say we are the most propagandized nation in the world. I say it's our job to interpret this so-called news. I say it's our job to find the truth and make sure to pass it along, to continue the daily battle against cognitive dissonance. The truth isn't how you feel. Here we deal in the inconvenient realities. I'm John Matland, and this is We the People Are the News. Welcome to We the People Are the News. Oh boy. It's been a little bit since I've uh, been on here. I traveled to New Orleans, Louisiana for the ninth time. I absolutely love that place. Uh, it's definitely suffering, but it is still great. Uh, it still has that amazing history. And uh, hopefully at some point they turn things around. Luckily this time while I was there, nobody got shot. That's a that's a very big plus. Because um, the last time I was there before this, the last night somebody was indeed shot across the street uh they all survived everyone that was involved in the shooting but it's uh it's very uneasy to watch a stampede down bourbon street while you're singing at a piano bar i'll leave it at that uh but so yeah it was a great vacation obviously i was not broadcasting um i've been putting up some old stuff here and there on twitter but here we are we're back in the saddle and we're getting uh we're getting to discuss what everybody has been discussing which obviously uh, we have the Durham report and what has gone down is completely, uh, you know, vindicating. We all knew that the three letter agencies were all working hand in hand. Uh, the, they have in the past, there's been cover-ups. you know, we've all been talking about JFK for so long. Uh, and we're talking about maybe finding out what that's going to be. Again, Trump promises to release it all. He did that once before we got some of it, but we don't have all of it, but now we have the promise. But I'm sure RFK Jr. has the same idea. So we have a lot of different things going on that that uh, have that have uh, really opened our eyes. With Title 42 ending just today, a few hours ago, local uh, independent journalist Luke to Freedom was posting videos of the buses, two big buses arriving from Texas. Uh, we're getting more and more illegal aliens being de uh, basically deported out of Texas, brought to sanctuary cities. And we're watching our vets get removed, veterans, homeless veterans, they're being removed. And this is just absolutely absurd. And yet here we are, we're having this conversation. We're saying, look, we're removing people that defended our country, people that have have gone through hell and 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 have come back and have mental illness the whole nine but this city doesn't give a shit new york city does not give a shit about mental illness it's all it's all for show they exploit it our last mayor bill de blasio misplaced somewhere between 800 and over a billion dollars that was supposed to be earmarked and allocated toward mental health and then you wonder why they're struggling people out there in the streets. Well, where did the money go? No one seems to care because that is the corruption that is indeed politics. We live it every single day. And you have to wonder when that's going to end, if it's ever going to end. But back to the report now, back to um, the Durham report. So we're, we're vindicated. We're watching how all of these agencies 
you know, they didn't really have anything. They handled the different, uh, they handled the cases differently, the complaints differently, the thoughts, uh, uh, the things that, that were being said differently when it came to the Clinton campaign, when it came to the Trump campaign. And now we just, we, we know it, we see it even further. And, you know, people are out there and you say, if they're going to do this to Donald Trump, how are they not going to do it to any politician they do not like or me and you? And that's the, that's the proper question. Me and you. It all comes down to everybody's equal, whether you're the president or not. And everyone goes, well, John, obviously that's not true. I, I, I know what you're saying, but that's because we let it get to that point. If they're going to do it to the president, they're going to do it to me and you, and it's going to always be a deep state. This is that level of insanity that we're watching. And all of this, while the border is wide the fuck open, it's it's wide open. And they, they, they gaslight, they say the border is secure. And like we said, they're kicking vets out. We're going to listen to Scott Lebedo's speech in just a second. I helped him film his uh his art installation that's been seen i don't know it's pushing a million between all the different accounts it's on i'm sure and you know it's a very big statement but my question is why why is there not more people involved in in this all throughout the country we're watching horrible things happening to our country and people go oh well that's because you know there are bigots that don't want the border open but it's very easy to it's very, very easy to disarm that argument, and it's very simple. We're humanitarians, and this is a humanitarian crisis, and the left and the, the hive mind has agreed that the border must be open because that's compassion, but they're not willing to give more money to them. They're not willing to take people, and these people will live in the streets. They will live in heat waves. They will live in the frigid cold in the winter where they may die. There's no jobs, there's no way to give them food, and the way that they're doing it now is they're putting in New York City, they're putting illegal immigrants into, into schools, into hotels. They're, they're, they're evicting the, the homeless vets that live there. What are we doing? How does it make any sense? I gotta tell you, when you, when you take your, when you, when you let this happen, and you watch all the different ways the government's corruption between basically being like a communist thing where they they just make shit up and they try to get rid of political people uh political uh entities parties uh political candidates it's crazy it's crazy and all these cases are coming out out of nowhere it's it, we live in la la land but there's people that are awake on both sides that know that this is all bullshit and again, it's those people that are willing to jump. You don't have to jump for every election. You're a Democrat. I get it. And the Democrat Party has sold out the Democrats. So what we're going to see, I believe, in this next election is a lot of Democrats are going to be like, we got to get that pendulum back. The independent voters, same thing. It, it, and of course, we need election integrity and we need to watch every single thing that's going on. And it's going to be tough still because it's a, a wicked web Obviously, we know what, what lengths they will go to to destroy people that do not align with them and do as they're told. We will watch agencies all weaponize. So we have a lot to watch. We have a lot to un unpack when it comes to the future of this country.
but watching these buses come in, carting these buses in without a wait for these people to make money with the criminal enterprises that are making money off of this process and smuggling in drugs and fentanyl, we're watching the complete destruction of our country. Will we be able to get it back and, and, and acclimate who, who is staying or deport people? It, this is obviously a make or break election. It, is, it has been every year, but it just seems like it gets worse and worse. And it's like, where is the breaking point? It's got to be near. They used to have a Trojan horse to get through borders. Now we just take, just walk in, we'll put you in the bus, we'll bring you to wherever you want to go. We'll give you a court date six years in the future that you might not have to show up for. There's such, such big problems here. And now in New York, they're in public schools and that space is going to run out. And they want to, they've talked about in the past, redirecting citizen taxpaying dollars taking away programs to programs that New Yorkers in New York City use. Hochul signed over a billion and like money is being shredded. It's going through a shredder. So how do we make that work? There's nobody that's complaining on the left that, that, you know, that, that's calling you big. None of them have a plan on how to make that work. If everybody wants to come into this country from the entire world, how can it support itself? It can't. And they know that. They have to know that. And the people that are the loudest are the, are the communist people, the people that actually identify as communists. They're, they're very, we, we do, we're all equal. We, we, oh, there is no border. You're a bigot. Well, I dare you of any race, of any, any country that you come from, go run across right now from New York into Canada. Just go do it. Just make that, make that run. Let's see how their government, they just let you in. They give you a bus. You want to go to, you want to go to Toronto, eh? We'll bring you to Toronto for some fries and gravy, eh? They will shut that shit down real quick. There's a reason that southern border is open. There's a reason there's people from all over the world that are coming to South America, Central America, to go through that border. Wake up. It's not sustainable. None of it's sustainable. And that's if it was happening Correctly. Correctly. If those people were going in there all by foot with no backing, no corporate backing. And the strange thing is that the, the countries they're fleeing, the countries they're fleeing, they're, they're carrying those flags. Is it that oppressed? Is, that, is it such an oppressed country that they want to wave those flags as they rush in? There's so many easy ways to break this down. And I'll have this conversation with anybody. Please go defend your point. And I'll always hit you with, what about the child, the little girl who had 64 different DNA samples inside of her vagina? How about all the people that are dying of fentanyl and it's coming through that board? The sex trafficking, the human trafficking, the cartels, the murder. I, you just keep going on. And you're going to try to say, it's because you care? the fuck you care about? I think you care about absolutely nothing if you ask me, mate. So I'm open to have that conversation with anybody, but it's your job to go out there and have this conversation with them yourselves. There is no me in this at all. 
It's always been we. It's always been we the people. And there is no news besides us any longer. We the people are the news. So get out there and make it loud. Make it very noticeable. Bring these arguments forward. Keep talking about this topic. And don't shy away. Let somebody call you a bigot. Let them say, and say, so you're for, you're, you're, you are for people dying on the street in the cold hungry? Or are you for them committing crime to eat? Because one way you want them to survive, but you're setting them up for failure. You're setting them up for crime. You're setting them up for murder. You're setting them up for death. You're setting them up to make yourself feel better, I suppose. It's one thing if we had all these ample houses and these job opportunities and you were like, well, we could acclimate people. But we keep people in this country that come here that have been de deported before, that have done crimes. And then they go on to kill people. So what about those specific cases, whether they're smaller or larger than, than, than are reported? What about them? Why are they here to begin with? If we knew. Doesn't matter if there was one. If there's one person that was deported multiple times, multiple felon, and they come here and they kill somebody that's a U.S. citizen, and you say, well, it was only one case. Well, why was that one case? If, if it was just one, obviously it's not. But if it was just one, why was that one allowed? And why are you for it? Make these people fucking squirm. Make them answer for their stupidity. Because when you burn that logic into their head, it overloads the truth table of logic that is corrupt. And you'll see that cognitive dissonance, you'll see that fire in their eyes, and you'll see how angry they get. Do not give an inch. Because at some point, they will realize, I can't defend my argument. And then maybe they'll become part of that silent majority. At some point, maybe they'll feel bad that they are exploiting people and setting them up for failure and death and crime. Maybe at some point they'll be upset that they let New York City citizens that use ta the, the, the ta their taxpayer dollars on programs that they paid for, that they've lost it because it's given to somebody that's not even a citizen in this country that just ran over the border. And then when people say, oh, well, it's probably George Soros. A lot of people say that. Soros funded. Well, now that's considered anti-Semitic. Do you see how the left works? Do you see how, they, how, how the, the powers that be work? They can actually convince people, they can actually convince people that saying someone's name is an anti-Semitic remark. And I've said this uh, many times on this program. I didn't even know George Soros was Jewish until they started saying it was an anti-Semitic remark. I thought he was just a Greek dude in my head for some reason. Maybe it's because he was part of the whole let's collapse economies thing. Let's default economies. So at this point, the truth is, we know the truth. And this is, this is the, the, again, the nuance. The, the statement that George Soros worked with the Nazis seizing property from Jewish people. True. He said it himself. And you could say, well, it was because he was trying to survive as you argue for George Soros. Because that's the big thing that Elon Musk mentioned George Soros and called him Magneto, yada, yada. And the Krasensteins came out and did their little spin. I've been in some spaces on these Twitter spaces with these Krasensteins. Not the Krasensteins. One, Brian, not Ed. And 
we never, you know, it's Mario Newfall, so we don't get into these heated debates, but I, I really want to do a space with them or jump on their podcast so they could jump on mine. Don't care. Syndicate it. Let's do it on all three. <clears throat> and, and I want to ask them, since they say all the time that that is a, an anti-Semitic remark, he was just trying to survive Adolf Hitler. You know what? Then when they asked him if he felt guilt and he said no, 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 no guilt and that he doesn't believe in God. So it doesn't sound like he's a religious guy, first of all. And second of all, when you feel no guilt for that, then it wasn't just trying to survive. Even the people that said they were just following orders. They were saying that's why they were able to do such bad things. And that wasn't that wasn't a, a good enough reason for anybody. But he felt no guilt. Put that in your pipe and smoke at Krasenstein's. He's void of emotion. He's void of of what he did. And that that's the that's the sweet spot. That's the nuance that you have to look for. Sounds to me when you defend him, it's anyone defending him. It sounds like being a Nazi sympathizer. And it's really really strange that the anti-fash the antifa paid for by soros you know a lot of people accuse that or or fond of george soros the fascist the one that worked with 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 uh adolf hitler and feels no guilt about it fuck out of here with that bullshit but they will have the hive mind the bots We'll push it. This will become a thing. And if you mention it, you're a right-wing psychopath, deplorable. George Soros is Jewish. Half the people probably didn't even know that before. They turned him into an anti-Semitic remark, which is remarkable. It's remarkable. And the people that buy it, it's remarkable what a dumb fuck you are. Defending somebody who was a part of Nazi Germany's activities and feels no guilt about it and says it was just business, really. Think about that. I've given you so many arguments just in this little blip of a podcast for today, which I'm about to end. These arguments are ridiculously, ridiculously stifling when you give it to the left. It's like hitting a brick wall. And then maybe you'll have to give it the other way. Maybe you'll have to give it the opposite way. Say, okay, what happens if Barack Obama got in... In, into office when he did in 09 and they made up all of the stuff to just get him out all the agencies you'd be okay with that no they wouldn't be okay with that and they would have to say no so what happens if you know just keep bringing these arguments what happens if I'm trying to think of somebody that's on the uh, uh, that's considered on the right. Let's if Glenn Beck. <laughs> Let's go with Glenn Beck. Let's no fuck that. Let's go to Tucker Carlson. What was if Tucker Carlson worked with the Nazis, and he said he wasn't he had no guilt for doing what he did to the Jewish people? You'd be like, well, holy shit, holy shit. You wouldn't be for that, would you? It's just business. Like put. They're people in the people's shoes that they hate. Flip it and then see what they say. 
it's 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 absolutely absurd, guys. Absolutely absurd. And to to polish this off, because I just saw this before I started recording, libs of TikTok posted a thing from NBC News that a parent had called the police, filed a police report. Right? I'm going to actually go to this because I want to I want to read this uh, on the 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 verbatim type of style. I want to read it for you. Hang on. <clears throat> so let's see. Blah 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 blah. You know, Twitter sometimes is hard to navigate. Still getting used to it. Oh, Bafangul. Okay, I got it. I'm just moving around. I'm trying not to lose everything. All right, so NBC News reports. An Illinois teacher offered her middle schoolers best-selling LGBTQ-themed book. Parents, uh, parents filed a police report over her, over her book choice. Okay. Apparently, the book was, this book is gay. <clears throat> so, this is an interesting thing that the author wrote, because I want to reach out to them, because they said they challenge any politician to discuss this with me, and all caps, I will ruin them. I don't identify as a politician, first off, for the author of this book, but I do politics, so let's do it. Let's play. So this chapter is about sex, therefore it has sex in it. Duh. And it's talking about if you weren't ready for the finer details of same-sex pairings and simply skip this whole chapter. So it goes through this all different stuff and says how, you know, you were taught that normal straight sex was normal to make the 5% of the population feel abnormal. And book for kids. Dude on dude pairings goes on, but the, the the crazy part is it says how to basically use Grinder. Upload a tiny pic of yourself to the app. The app works out your location. The app tells you the nearest homosexual where the nearest homosexuals are. Then you chat with them because you are near. It's easy to meet up with them, and it has a whole little thing about different areas with arrows. Any part of your body can be kissed. Blah blah blah. Uh, you know how how to make what to do with with other men in your penis so when you go to this and i i went through it and there's another part of the book that comes up and this one was posted by the redhead libertarian right which is uh trhl official i think she works with uh, tim cast there's a page in this book that comes up and it tells you some of the terminology and what you can do you ready for this one Rimming, licking the bottom. Scissor Sisters, a sexual position, early 2000s electro pop band. Strap on a sex toy worn on a belt. But the best one here is scat, for telling kids to eat shit. That's what that, that, you know what? When I was in school, the teachers never told me that straight people eat each other's feces. Yeah, that's where we're at in society. Wow. And I'm going to play Scott's speech right now. He has it up. It's all over Twitter and Instagram, his socials. Uh, in the video that I shot of him in front of, in front of the, uh, the dummy with the blood and all that in front of City Hall yesterday. But the speech is a good one. And then after that, I guess it's I'll see you when I see you. Uh, but yeah, here's Scott and hope you have yourself a good day. Keep that fight. Remember to forge freedom forward. We the people are the news. See you tomorrow. 
How dare we treat our veterans how we treat them? How dare we? They say the number of veteran suicides is 22 a day. But there are many homeless veterans living off the grid that are not registered with the VA. So there are definitely a lot more homeless veterans and veterans committing suicide. 22 a day is a sick number. In 2019, I created a traveling art installation and I displayed it up and down the East Coast to bring attention to the travesty of veteran suicides. The saddest part about this project was trying to get media attention. Many networks and organizations told me they were afraid to talk about veteran suicide. How sad, but it's okay to discuss genital castration with children, but there we discuss veteran issues, veteran suicides, it made me sick. Why do I, an artist, worship our veterans? Because I am the example of what they sacrifice for. I get to say, paint, sculpt, whatever I want because of the blood that they spilt. And to have 22 to 28 veterans commit suicide a day, it's because we treat them like shit. We suck up the milk and honey that they gave their lives, limbs, and sanity for. How dare we? How dare we allow these saviors to rot in the street and to have our president and New York City mayor kick these icons, these legends of freedom out to the curb like garbage for an extra 90 bucks. The greatest men and women of the United States of America aren't even worth 90 bucks. It's disgusting. Today, I am here to shine a spotlight on those who care more about illegal invaders than our own heroes. Joe Biden and Eric Adams, two men who are the epitome of the American dream. One is the President of the United States, the other one the mayor of this once great city. There is only one reason that they are where they are, and that is because of our veterans. How dare they publicly defecate upon them? They who gave these two all of it and didn't ask for a bill of sales. They gave their lives, limbs, and sanity, and they paid them back with piss and vinegar. I also today want this to be an awakening, a calling to you American success stories, you celebrities, you journalists, you sports stars, movie stars, musicians, and artists who have made fame and fortune off of the blood of these humble heroes. I call on you to research. Google, use your phone. Google veterans organizations. How to help veterans. It's easy. We have to pay these folks back just a little bit of what they gave us. It's an easy, simple task. Every day there are 1,000 different groups of people screaming, give me, give me, give me. I deserve, I'm special, I'm white, I'm black, I'm trans, I'm left-handed, I'm an environmentalist, I want special treatment. None of you, none of us 
are special. We are all equal. There is only one group of people that are special in this country, and they are the men and women who sacrifice to give us that right to scream, I'm special, give me, give me, give me. And those, my friends, are our veterans of the United States military. Let's pay it fucking forward. I'm John Matlin, and this is We the People Are the News.